Welcome to the Inspiration Show podcast with your host, Natalie Ledwell. If you'd like to tune into the Inspiration Show TV channel and watch all of the episodes, as well as receive six pre-made mind movies valued at $234, please go to www.theinspirationshow.tv. Hi, well today on the show I'm speaking to the amazing Mary Manon Morrissey. Now Mary has been inspiring people around the world since 1975. She's a legend of our industry and I'm so glad to be talking to her today. Now she's one of my passion peeps, but today I have some new passion peep questions. And some of these questions involve limiting beliefs, procrastination and who their dream dinner guest might be. So enjoy the video. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show and today I have the amazing uh, Ms. Mary Morrissey with me today. Hi Mary, how are you? Hi Natalie, happy to be here. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us. I know that you're travelling at the moment and I think you're in a hotel room right now. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so I appreciate you taking the time out to, uh, to talk to us. Um, but today I thought what we would do is start with maybe your story and your background because I know that you have been inspiring people around the world since I think 1975. Um, so tell us a little bit about your journey and, and how you got to where you are now. Well, my personal story begins, um, I grew up in Portland, Oregon, had a great high school experience and homecoming princess and lots of great things happened in my life. And at the end of my junior year in high school, I got pregnant, my boyfriend had gone off to college, came home on spring break. I got pregnant and May 1 I had to tell my mom and dad I was now pregnant and we had a very hasty 10 person wedding. And ultimately, I was kicked out of that high school because in 1966, it wasn't appropriate for a pregnant girl to go to high school with what was said to be the normal girls. Was sent to a high school the next year with pregnant girls and delinquent boys. So that was my new student body. Had my mm -hmm. first son in December. I graduated from Washington Evening High School in May of 67 and in July, which is where it gets interesting. I was in an intensive care ward in a Portland hospital, having been diagnosed with fatal kidney disease. And to cut cut to the chase. In those days, they didn't have uh, dialysis, no kidney transplants, one kidney destroyed with nephritis, the other kidney 50% destroyed. Active nephritis, I was told, best shot I was going to get was six months to live. And fortunately for me, the night before the surgery was scheduled to remove the right kidney, a woman walked in my room who asked me if I wanted someone to pray with me because she was a chaplain or something. She pulled her chair next to my bed and she asked me to tell her my story. And I told her what had happened in my life, and she just looked at me and she said, Mary, everything's created twice. First, it had to be a thought before it's a thing. She said, you know this, the bed you're laying on the nightgown, you're wearing the sheet covering the walls, the ceiling, the floor, all this machinery. Think about it. Had to be a thought before it could be a thing. And then she said, now that you're thinking how everything is created twice, could you consider that? She said, I hear how much you love your little boy, but I also hear how much you've been hating yourself. You feel like you shamed yourself and your school and your family. Could there be a correlation between that toxic thinking and the toxicity in your body? And that was the beginning because she gave me a strategy. I didn't even really understand it at the time for sweeping out of me everything that was toxic in regard to that experience, placing it in the kidney that was going to get removed. And she said after, I know they told you you're going to die, but she said after that kidney has gone, instead of thinking bad thoughts about yourself, just say that left with the kidney, that left with the kidney. And a couple of weeks later, I went home from the hospital in an ambulance, and I was very closely monitored with the numbers. But over the next few months, I not only got better, finally the doctor said, this is a medical anomaly. We don't know what happened. We've never seen it before. 
And it would take me several more years before I realized that she had given me a technology for how to make a choice about what thoughts I wanted to become the things of my life. And that began, then I got like a thirsty sponge for everything I could find in this field. And uh, went on, got a graduate degree and a master's degree and a seminary. And I've been working in this field actively, student for 10 years, and I've been teaching it and still a student since 1981. Right. I know, Will, uh, I know that uh, with, even with your sons, well, I know with Matt, uh, we have an upcoming uh, interview coming with him um, and that even your family's involved in this, in this as well. So, so what is it that you're doing now? Well, what I am passionate about is helping people discover what they would love to create in their lives because here's the deal. Keep breathing another 365 days you will create a year of your life. Not maybe, you absolutely will create a year of your life. But in the absence, absence of really deciding, discovering, allowing yourself to imagine a life you would love living, the engine of the mind goes to default position. And you will turn around a year from now and it will pretty much look like it does now. Mm. But all the while, the power to create a life you love living is right there. So that's what I help people understand, discover, and then I show them how to do it. Right. So when did you uh, first realize that this was your passion? <sighs> well, my first, from the time I was a little girl, I just always thought I wanted to be a teacher. Mm. And so when I went and got my undergraduate degree, I followed that path and I became a classroom teacher. But as I got, as I was studying these things and I saw how powerful they were, I realized that the confines of a single classroom were not where I really wanted to be teaching, nor the content Yep. Of what I was being told to bring into that classroom <laughs> was what I want to teach people how to be free. I want to teach them how to use their mind. I want to teach them how to pay attention to their longing. And so that's how I started my work. Right. Awesome. So I know like this year in 2012, there seems to be an urgency for people to discover what their passion is. Um, you know, how do, what's your advice for people that are trying to seek and identify what their passion actually is? Here's my advice. Pay attention to what you love. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to what, when you're doing it, Time just flies by. You turn around and you realize, oh, my God, two hours are gone or five hours are gone. There are some things in your life right now probably that you're doing that's inside your zone of genius, inside your zone of passion. So start to pay attention to what you love doing. And then if you had a life where that was your work, just imagine it. Most people won't even let themselves imagine a life. Look at you, Natalie. Mm. Look, at the, look at what you've created. Look at all the people on the call today. Somewhere along the line, an idea hit you and you went, and what if I could? Mm. And you, you, put, you did some things. Yeah. And look at, the world, look at the world now because of you. Yeah, see, that was the thing when, with mind movies. Uh, you know, when Ryan first approached Glenn and I with the idea, we had four other businesses that we were running and it was going to be some little project on the side. Um, but it didn't take long for us to realize that this is something that we really enjoyed and it was our passion and then we couldn't ignore it any longer. Right. You know, so, uh, and you know, and that was the thing, like what we're very fortunate with is that Glenn's passion is marketing and my passion is teaching people this information and it wasn't until we actually were, because you know, in this specific thing together that we realized, wow, we, we have this amazing business and we can both follow our own passion even though it's different. So. Here's when in your question, I think there's a clue here for all of your listeners. Mm -hmm. You went ahead and got involved in what you were passionate about before you actually knew how to be totally successful with it. Yeah. And most people wait until they get 27 green lights before they head out of the driveway with yeah. their passion. So there's always something you can do with what you're passionate about, and then it's almost like the yellow brick road. If you will pour your energy into your passion, your passion will show you the next step you can take. Yeah, exactly. 
Now, uh, the next question, which I'm sure, you know, we all have this, you know, that our limiting beliefs and our negative inner chatter that we form when we're younger. You know, what type of limiting beliefs were what showed up for you and, um, and, and how did you overcome them? Well, I'll tell you two major ones. Uh, early on, it was, who, who's going to want to listen to you? Why would they listen to you? There's all, and I would name all these other famous teachers. Why would they want to listen to me? And then one day, I just heard back inside myself because the way you say it will be different than the way anyone else will ever say it. And there will be certain people who will really only hear it the way you say it. So your job is to speak the words. That's your job. And it isn't that it went completely away overnight. It doesn't. I don't think that people who do great things are people who do that without fear. You do it afraid. And then you find that you have stronger muscles underneath you. So who's going to want to listen to you was one. Another one was, well, you, you don't have everything in your life perfect. How can you be coaching or helping other people live lives that are more freer and fuller and more expanding if not everything in your life is perfect? And then as I sat inside that, I realized that the people who would help me take a few steps up the ladder of my own awareness and my own experience, they were still climbing the ladder of their own understanding and their own experience. They just happened to be a couple steps ahead of me. And so they could reach down and show me a couple new steps and a couple of ways of understanding and applying that understanding to the content and the, the uh, landscape of my life. And so I began to do what I could do with what I did have. And over time, it's been wonderful because all the people over many years that I've had the opportunity to spend a moment with, a month with, or a year or longer with, uh, I don't ask them to have their life perfect either, but they can take the steps they can take and pretty soon a whole lot of their life changes. Yeah, that's that's such an awesome answer because, I mean, I struggled with the same thing myself. I'm like, who am I? I'm like this woman from Australia. Who, you know, who knows who I am? But, you know, you're right. It's, sometimes it's just the message said in a different way. You know, maybe you've heard it many times. Um, and that's why I really encourage everyone who has some something to contribute, some knowledge to contribute, some experience to contribute, you know, maybe the way that people hear you say it is the way that, that finally the penny drops for them and they and they get it. And then they can become people that inspire other people as well. So I love that's that. Right. Now, one of the, um, the most common questions that I get um, is people asking me how they can overcome procrastination. Well, what advice do you have for people who are watching the video that are in that situation? Just one way to overcome, don't ask yourself to completely overcome procrastination. Um, your, the procrastination is the evidence, really, of our self-image being tied to an old pattern. So when you tell yourself, I'm going to be or I'm going to do, you can list six ways you could do that today, but at least take one positive action step a day and then give yourself a great big win. At least you made one healthy choice today. Don't expect yourself to be perfect. Just one step a day. Honestly, when you think about it, one step a day, baby steps will take you all the way up Mount Everest if you just keep taking them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I have an uh, interesting hypothetical question for you. Okay. Um, let's just say that a genie was to appear in front of you right now, and he is going to grant you a wish of an intimate dinner with one person, and it can be anyone from past or present. Who would you choose to have that dinner with and why? I love this question um, because I thought this, I had that same question of myself in the late 80s and I thought, I want to sit down with the Dalai Lama mm -hmm. and a couple years later I said that I want to sit down with Nelson Mandela and both of those dreams came true. Wow. So now I haven't asked myself that question for a very long time, Natalie. So if I could, hmm, living, living on this side of things or on the other side of things, right? Mm-hmm. 
there's many people I would like to eat with or sit down with or have a conversation with, but at this moment in human history, I would love to talk to Eleanor Roosevelt. And I would ask her, when His Holiness the Dalai Lama said it's the woman right now, Western women particularly, but women who can change the world. She was a woman at an era of time when she was ridiculed. She was, she was a gangly, tall, not very attractive woman, and the press had a heyday with her. So constantly was she getting bombarded with ridicule, and yet she was a smart woman with ideas, and she started the human rights movement and got the first declaration of human rights signed and many, many other things. And she said, all the water in the world cannot drown you unless it gets inside of you. So I want to talk to Eleanor Roosevelt and ask her, what does today's woman most need to know? Mm. That's very interesting because it's amazing when we look back in history and the women and the people that were able to pioneer and, and, you know, like it wasn't that long ago that women weren't allowed to vote in this country, you know. So well, you couldn't have money, couldn't own land, couldn't. It's only a hundred. We've been humans for 60,000 years. Think about it. Mm. It's only in the last 50 years, really, that women are able to even begin to play an active real role in furthering what we individually and together what we are passionate about for ourselves, our world, our children, our ecology. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. amazing. So, Mary, what are your goals for this year? You know, someone like yourself who's been doing this work for a long time, you know, do you still set yourself goals or the things that you still challenge yourself for? Every single year. And yeah. I, re I revise them all the time. First thing I did this year, my goals were I put my, I, I calendarized my values. I put a 10-day vacation with my husband on our anniversary in June. With, we're going to be completely electronic off. Yeah. <laughs> we, we made the date. I planned having my grandchildren for a weekend so my daughter and her husband could go away on their weekend over her birthday. This, all the things. I planned the six major things that I wanted to happen in my work. Uh, I planned dinners with colleagues. I had an opportunity to meet you, Natalie. <laughs> well, that was not on my list because I didn't know I could do it, but I was so happy when it happened. And I left room inside that calendar. So yes, I set goals and I always leave room for the magic. I know because that's the thing. When you when we set goals and we leave it leave it open to you know this or something better, um, you know sometimes that something better is just so far exceeds your expectations. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yeah. Um, now um, I'm actually really excited because we have you on our um, subliminal success uh, subliminal success accelerator call this month because um, you know this is part of our monthly membership. Uh, where we have a special guest each month, and I'm so excited to have you on that call. And for Me those too. of you who are not members and maybe want to find out a little bit about that um, that membership, if you go to um, mindmovies.com forward slash SSA, you can uh, find out all about that and um, and hopefully get on that call with Mary. So Mary, if we if we want to send people somewhere to find out more about you and what you're doing, you know, where can we send them? They can come visit my website, and there's some free gifts there also. Just go to marymorrissey.com, and Morrissey is M-O-R-R-I-S-S-E-Y, two R's, two S's, marymorrissey.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being with me today, Mary. I really appreciate your time. And thank uh, we'll you. be chatting again next Monday, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I am too. So, everyone, please share the love and share the information in this video, and you can do that by clicking the Facebook and Twitter share buttons above. And if you haven't done so already, make sure that you put your email in the box above there because we'll send you the six pre-made Maya movies and we'll keep you up to date with all of the upcoming shows. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Inspiration Show podcast with Natalie Ledwell. 
Remember, if you'd like to check out the Inspiration Show TV channel and watch videos of all the episodes, as well as receive six pre-made mind movies valued at $234, please go to www.theinspirationshow.tv.